Whiskey's too rough, champagne costs too much. Vodka puts my mouth in gear. This little refrain should help me explain. As a matter of fact, I like beer. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we talk about great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm Jeff. And I'm the other Jeff. With us today, Joe, the producer. Welcome, Joe. Good to be here. Good to be here. Episode two. Hopefully that means you enjoyed taking a trip across San Diego North County Hop Highway with us in episode one. Uh, We are lucky enough to live in San Diego County, California, and that means we are in the mecca of craft beer this week, we'll venture into the very heart of San Diego's craft brew scene. So heading to Biramar or, or Miramar, Mira Mesa area. That's right. Uh, another drive for five. Another drive for five. There's there on that corridor there, you know, roughly between the 805 freeway and the 15, there are oh, 20 plus breweries in that small area. So it's a great area to go to check out breweries, and there's some great breweries. And we did some work for you. We did some investigative yeah. work for you. Took a trip and, yesterday yeah. and hit, oh, hit a bunch of breweries. Sacrifices yes. we are making. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we went to several breweries, and we're going to come back with five to tell you about. But before we get into that, it's 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Happy happy birthday. We are definitely a, a pro-America uh, podcast, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd start <laughs> off today by, first of all, uh, having a beer, a, a, an American beer, oh, nice. beer that is uh, from Stone Brewing. Uh, the fan mail that's coming in about us not giving Stone their propers last week. Yeah. Uh, so we have a Stone Enjoy By. Uh, enjoy by 7419, their unfiltered double IPA. Uh, their enjoy by uh, brand, their, the whole idea is brewed specifically not to last, it says on right on the can. So this is their unfiltered double IPA. So Jeff, get ready. This is. I'm, I'm, ready. I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that we were, we were kind of talking about this that, you know, uh, right now in, in you know across the United States everything's a big deal about made in America and I said I think that's one of the best things about craft beer because it is definitely yeah, made right, in America right right yeah. so so uh, from the very beginning yeah, exactly I, we were looking at that uh, basically I found I did a little research you know again because uh, that's, <laughs> that's what we what do, do here you know <laughs> we as, do it so, between, you, so you don't have so to so you don't have to <laughs> is that you know that that well I think you 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 talked about it that that beer is there was more beer on the Mayflower than there was water. <laughs> That's true. And they ran out. <laughs> and they ran out, which I thought was impressive because yeah. we weren't there. So, um, And uh, and then uh, there are some other, as far as our founding fathers, I think just in, in general, if you think about like colonial America, uh, this was an interesting fact, as they said, in the average colonial American consumed uh, roughly seven gallons of alcohol each year, which, you know, first thing I go, seven gallons, but you know that in comparison right now, we currently consume each individual about only two gallons per year. So Not we, but well, we as Americans. individually as Americans well, consume only about two gallons. So how about a cheers? Right. Nice. Cheers, salute. Tastes like freedom. That mm, is. That's actually very good. Very good IPA. We yeah, wait to hear this. So you're Typical saying, stone right here. 9.4. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> 90 IBUs. Wow. Yeah, you, there you, you go. Can, you, can, mm-hmm. you can, yeah, taste That's the, stone. the bitter there. The Defiantly beer. Independent is their logo for there this beer. Mmm. With well, a Mayflower, the, one of the first priorities when they landed, breweries. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is they couldn't drink water. Too much bacteria, bacteria in the water. Yeah. <laughs> 1632, the first colonial brewery was built on Brewer Street. Oh, what wow. were the chances? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that... Wow. Well, that, they had to build it there. There were other streets that would have been appropriate. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. That, that Just the 
English teacher, is that ironic? Or? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I went with irony last week, and yeah, I know yeah, that's I'm I gotta be careful. There's certain that. things that I bite my yeah, lip yeah, all day yeah, long yeah, on yeah, people, yeah, but, but uh, irony's one I just uh, have to sometimes yeah. say that's not ironic, but that what a yeah. crazy coincidence. Yeah. Coincidence. That's, that's exactly And right. in 1637, the Massachusetts Bay Colony fixed the price of beer to, quote, not more than one penny a quart at the most. And uh, a couple of other tidbits here is that uh, George Washington, you guys may have heard of him. Um, he, one of his first acts as the commander of the Continental Army was that he proclaimed that every one of his troops would receive a quart of beer with their daily rations. Uh, and then uh, Washington was actually an accomplished brewmaster himself. And you can go to the New York Public Library and his handwritten recipe for beer is still on display there. So mm. pretty, pretty amazing when you think about that, that the father of our country uh, was a brewer. And I think the surprising thing is... A bunch of them. Patrick Henry. Yeah, Patrick Henry. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Samuel Thomas Adams. Jefferson was another one who... James who, Madison. Who uh, did mm-hmm. it. And actually, another interesting... They said that Thomas Jefferson composed the first draft of the Declaration of Independence over a cold draft at the Indian Queen Tavern in Philadelphia. So, I mean, our beer is at, at our very... America uh, was made on beer. Basically, uh, yeah. Wow. Made in America. Made in America. America and made America's in beer. Made beer. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Washington, Henry... Uh, Patrick Henry, the others, they, they demanded a boycott in 1770 of all English beer imports, which they loved. That was the best beer they could get. And they demanded a boycott of that beer, which meant American craft brewing had to step up its game. Um, the most popular beer in Philadelphia in 1774 was Mr. Hare's Porter. He started his brewing in 1773, and the founding fathers were big fans uh, and they couldn't be caught drinking English imports after they made the declaration. <laughs> right. But Washington, when during the Revolutionary War, Washington would have Mr. Harris Porter delivered to the front uh, for drinking purposes. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's crazy. Pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Pretty impressive. So again, then on uh, you know Fourth of July here, uh, let's go. Uh, you know, here's to America. I thought actually just as some fun things because I think obviously as, as us as in the infancy of this. Uh, Podcast is we need to lay some groundwork as far as what do we stand for. Uh, okay. And so I'll, All right. I'm going to throw out a couple and then we can kind of go around and see what we got. So I'll make it easy. I mean, obviously, I just said earlier, we're pro America. I mean, we're pro America. I think that's a no brainer. Uh, and, you know, just to kind of make that's it That's right. We don't hate America. We do not. We're pro America. But, you know, we are anti uh, human smuggling. Let's just yeah. go there. Yes. We're anti human right. smuggling. So we're an anti human yes. smuggling podcast. We may not delve into those issues, but right. we just want it out there in case anybody wants to question mm-hmm. us. We're also anti Nazi. We are definitely yes. anti Nazi. We're not afraid to say and it. And we're not afraid to say it. We will go on the record uh, right now. And we're also anti-neo-Nazi. Mm-hmm. And we are anti-neo-Nazi as well. Well, you're Nazis well. or neo-Nazis, yes. Yes. we're against you. We're yes. against you. Um, right. Right Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Little you known fact, I would say, yeah. again, you know, I try not we try not to get into too, in, too many controversial topics, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I think we're, we're pro-Pope. <laughs> and the reason the reason I'm going to say pro-Pope, and actually we're pro-current Pope. Right? Not, not the Pope that got not, fired. Not the Pope that got fired. No. Pro-current Pope is because little known fact, we may be... The only podcast, well, I won't say it, the only beer podcast, right, let, let me sure. say that, yeah. the only beer podcast that has been indirectly blessed by the Pope, yes. because producer Joe has actually met the Pope. That's, That's right. And, and I've seen the was, pictures. And I've seen the pictures as well, and he was blessed by the Pope. So by the transitive property that I learned yeah. in 10th grade geometry, yes. this podcast <laughs> is blessed by the Pope. So we are pro-Pope. The next time I meet him, I'm going to have him actually bless the podcast. Thank you. That's we right. Appreciate hey, that. can so we get him on? We have, yeah, we, have I'll, several, I'll, uh, yeah, we have several guests coming for guys. future episodes. Guys. In fact, we're waiting Top. for uh, Tom, which makes sense, slow-mo, 
when he gets here, we'll be introducing Tom, our first guest of the of the podcast. Uh, podcast, very good. Very good. So. Yeah, Yard Brewing uh, in Philadelphia recreates the ales of the Revolution uh, and releases them each year. They have uh, Ben Franklin's recipe for Poor Richard's Tavern Spruce Ale, Thomas Jefferson's Golden Ale, it's a tavern ale, and and General Washington's Tavern Porter off that recipe in in the New York uh, library. Sounds like a road trip is necessary. That's right. Yes, another PTW trip coming up. I like Um, it. And Anything that, else that we're yeah, pro or anti? Oh, pro or anti. Yeah, I don't know. We're coming I, mean, I, I just threw, threw out anti because yeah. I just started to think about things that really, you know, throughout the years was I'm going to say I'm anti-metric system. Because <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I don't know, as a kid growing up in the United States, especially back in the all 70s right. and the 80s, we were threatened all the time that we were going to have to learn the metric system. Yeah. There's two types and, of countries. Exactly. Those that use the metric system and those that who have put men on the moon. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> so I would say in that sense, you know, I, you know, I'm, I would say we were, we were forced to learn it and it never made that change. And so, you know, I would say we're anti-metric system. Okay. Although we will Is use it if necessary right. because we do know yeah. we do know how to use it. So. We're mostly pro-pint. We are pro-pint. Half yes. pint. Half pint. If we've got okay. a lot of tastings to do. Yeah, yeah, but mostly pro-pint. And if we were on the front pro-pint. in the yeah. Revolutionary War, we'd yes. be pro-court. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. a good point. So. I'm pro-conviviality. Oh, convivial, my one of my favorite words. Convivial. Yeah, been fond of good friends, good food, and good more. feasting and drinking. Nice. Right? That's, convivial that's... Pod- podcast. I think we're pro beer, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think that, yes, we definitely <laughs> pro beer, it goes without saying. Um, I don't know, is there anything else that we need to lay out? Maybe we'll have to ask Tom when he gets here. All right. Hey, guess who's here? Oh, he just All came right. in. Yes. <laughs> were your ears ringing? Uh, our guest has shown up, our special guest beer drinker and PGW member, Tom, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here. All right. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast. Now, Tom, you're, as our first guest, we have some questions. We, we uh, went over last week ourselves, some full transparency to start off with. What are your beer preferences? preferences? What do you like? What do you uh, steer away from? Well, I, I kind of like the full spectrum of beer, if you will. Uh, start off with the lagers, uh, go slowly into the amber and brown ales. Then on the dark side, you get into the stouts with the coffees mm-hmm. and the chocolates. Uh, producer Joe and I, I know, share an affinity for the saisons. Mm-hmm. Um, but then back to the roots of my microbrewery experience, uh, pale ales uh, is where it all started for me. Um, and I'm just starting to get a little taste affection for... I, double IPAs and oh, hazy IPAs. All right, the big stuff. Skip, just skip wow. the IPA and yeah. just went straight to the devil. So, <laughs> yeah. big. So, that's because you went to Chico, and that's like only a guy who went to Chico State would that, go straight to double IPAs. Well, that's that's where it all started for me, Sierra right. Nevada. Right. Some would say the home of American microbrewery. You're just in luck. There's some uh, unfiltered double IPA from Stone right yeah. here. So you Enjoy by Toast America with us. Fourth of July. Cheers, John. Cheers. 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 That's the first time Jeff's ever finished an IPA before me. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That's pretty good, guys. Yeah. I like the uh, the American uh, can there. It does yeah. come with a cool can, yeah. red, white, and blue. Very much so. Very much so. Celebrating Independence Day. We weren't, I wouldn't say we were anti-Stone last time, but we, no, we no, definitely no, did yeah. steer away from Stone in our reviews. Yeah, actually, you know, I got into an interesting conversation yesterday with with one of the guys, the servers at one of the breweries we were at, and, and we were talking about, because he was asking us what microbreweries we had gone to and, and then that kind of stuff, and we brought up Stone, and uh, Ballast Point was very similar because of the region we were in, and, and we kind of said that they are, they're bigger 
than a microbrewery. I think we talked about that. And I said, like, I think Stone now you go to there because it's just such a beautiful facility with their gardens. They got mm-hmm. a great food at their restaurant and they have good beer. Um, you know, but it is, it, it's not a microbrewery. And, and, you know, I, I would say anybody coming here, if you've never been there, you got to go visit it because it's, it's a place to see, but it, it, it isn't a microbrewery anymore. And if you're in, if you're looking for IPAs and double IPAs, yeah, it's the place that's, to that's go. where you're going. Go. Definitely, definitely. Right. That's exemplified by that fine IPA we just tasted. <laughs> and Tom, what about uh, dad? What did he drink at home? Well, my fondest memories of dad's drinking beer was Coors. Mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain Coors. Coors Light banquet or the banquet, banquet beer? beer. The, banquet. the original. Or the banquet the beer. original gold yeah. can beer. So, um, and then after that, uh, he drank some Michelob's over the years. And uh, then he, as the microbreweries came around, he, he enjoyed uh, uh, Ballast Point beers. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, funny story real quick. When uh, I was out at the house and everything, my youngest brother was still around in the house and my dad was still had some Michelobes around the house and uh, buying Michelob and Coors still and then uh, my brother you know he would sneak a couple here and there with his friends and figured dad would as boys know. will do boys as boys house. may yeah. do from time to time not us but no we boys. were boys. boys 21 yeah yes it's a bucket list item you know when you're growing up you gotta do it but uh, as soon as Sean went away to college you know he came home from college and then dad's got all this cool microbrew beer in the, in the refrigerator. And uh, he's like, where did all this come from? So he asked my dad one day, he says, hey dad, well, when did you start drinking the good beer? He, and his re- reply straight out of his mouth was, the day you moved out, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's good. That's uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dad knew what he had. Dad, yeah. dad knew what he had. <laughs> so... Yeah, but little notes. I were collecting beers for upcoming episodes. Our, our Mexican lager and our yeah. Shark Week. Shark Week. And so I had little uh-huh. notes on on the beers in the fridge. Do not drink. Yeah. <laughs> safer. Yeah. Safe I like beer. The podcast. Yeah, right. So, so should we get into Biramar? Back to Biramar. Biramar. And we realized we could not come back. We could not make a trip to Miramar, the heart of uh, craft brewing in San Diego, and and give you five top beers. That, that, it's just it's too many. Too many. Too many. We couldn't even get out of Alesmith with five beers. Right. So we, what we're bringing to you is five great breweries. Uh, we were, we visited many breweries yesterday. We're going to talk about uh, five great breweries on our drive for five. Um, I think our plan is, again, we're going to probably have to make several trips down there because, uh, as I said earlier, there's more than 20-plus breweries. So we'll, 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 hit, we'll highlight five this time. We'll probably have Beer of Mar Part 2 at some mm-hmm. time, and we'll highlight another five and continue it on to say, hey, you guys should check them all out because they're all worth uh, worth looking at. All in the name of research, right? <laughs> all research. It's all, yes. Biramar flights. We'll do flights. Yeah, we'll do flight. <laughs> this is Biramar flight one. We'll call that. That's a good talk. Good, good call. One. Good call, Joe. This is flight one. All right. So. Talking about our founding fathers of San Diego Brewing, uh, Carl Strauss, uh, which is we haven't made a trip there yet, but we will. We're big fans of Carl Strauss. Well, we've made many trips there. We haven't <laughs> made a trip. No, for the podcast. <laughs> for the podcast. In the name of the podcast. <laughs> Distinction. Yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. Did I just dream all that? <laughs> Pizza Port that we gave yeah. uh, their Another. proppers uh, last last episode in yeah. yeah. uh, 1992. And then Ale Smith, 1995. And Ballast Point that Tom just mentioned. And Coronado and Stone all came on board in 1996. So we started off in, at Ale Smith. Uh, this week, 
And uh, I, you know, I would say if you haven't been to Ale Smith, that's a place. If you're come to San Diego and you ha- and you're going to pick a, a brewery, you have to go to Ale Smith. Uh, that's, uh, that's hands down it, my favorite it, brewery I, in San Diego. It's what's well, it's it's a great brewery. They got good beers, which we'll talk about the beers here in a second. But the fact that they have the Tony Wynn Museum uh, on site there is here, is, here. is unbelievable, uh, Mr. Padre. And they have stuff there back from his days in, in high school. Actually, Little League trophies through all of his, you know, golden gloves, his silver bats. They've got his uh, a jersey for, you know, when signed by all of the, the, the guys that were members of the 3000 Hit Club at that time. Um, so, again, as, as uh, um, you know, beer aside, if you're just going to see kind of the ambiance and checking out Tony Gwynn Museum, I can't, can't, you know, say, hey, that, what a great, great place, what a cool yeah, place. Great and and the... You know, you know my passion for pale ales that Tom shares with me. Uh, Ale Smith's Pale Ale 394 is their tribute to Tony Gwynn. Uh, before Tony Gwynn passed, they sat down with Tony Gwynn and talked about. But he wasn't a big beer drinker, um, and, but they talked about what kind of flavors you like in a beer, and they made this this pale ale in the style that he he liked. And so we have some of that to taste. Perfect. But what they're making this summer. We were down there talking to him yesterday. Is the 394 hazy style San okay. Diego? Boy, hazies are hazy taking over everything, everything we want was right hazy. Now, hazy. So they made the hazy 394. The so hazy I've got pale. the I've got the regular pale 394, which Tom and I are big fans of. Definitely. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm not speaking out of turn there since no, I've shared a few with you, and I thought we might compare it to the hazy. I think it's a great idea. So. I'm going to give you just a little sip of the 394. So again, 394, Tony Gwynn's highest batting average, and actually the highest batting average uh, since I think Ted Williams hit 400. Correct. That museum is really neat. Yeah. So this is the regular 394. This regular is pale. 394 pale ale. Yeah. One of the one of the better I think pale ales in San Diego. And maybe that's why you can't find them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> want to compete. But yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That may be the case. There there are not very many pale Sorry. ales anymore, yeah. but it's hard to compete with this one. Yeah. Uh, Smith also makes the X, which is their extra it's pale another, ale. Yeah. And this is right there with Sierra Nevada for me. There really is. Yeah, no, this and good. Sierra Nevada pale ale are hands down winners all the time. Ballast points making one called the fringing, uh, swinging fryer. Swinging fryer, which is good too. Yeah, yeah I had that actually good. at Petco. Not, it's not as good yeah. as this though. No, no I don't think not. so. But it's, yeah, I had that last time I went to Petco Park. Very good. That is solid. So, a couple other things I think with just regards to Ale Smith, it's, you know, it's a good sized brewery. It's, it's, uh, it's one that, you know, we went in yesterday early. Um, and uh, it was not. It was probably the least crowded I've ever seen that place. That place, if you go, you know, after work or you're going to go on a weekend, it's it's usually pretty crowded. Um, but they got a big facility, um, and they pretty much. I don't know if I've ever been there, and there hasn't been a food truck. So there's, no. always, there's always food there. Right, and they um, get the good food and trucks. And they get then. some good food trucks, yeah. Because so, you know, you I some... also don't know if I've ever been there and not eaten. Exactly. Well, that's true. So, <laughs> but, I, yeah, so, but I mean, I think that is something that sometimes people, when they're looking at going to breweries, they say, hey, is there food there or, or what are their options? And I think that they, uh, you, you can pretty much count on a food truck there. That's um, good. So we had, uh, I think 394 was, uh, was one that we really enjoyed. And one of my all-time favorite beers is the uh, Alesmith Nut Brown. Nut Brown, I agree. That's yeah, a, I talked about that last week when at Stone, where the uh, yeah. the waiter insisted I, I try that beer instead of a Stone beer oh, while yeah. I was there. The, yeah, if you like brown ales, it's one of the it, it may be the best brown ale in, in in San Diego as well, if not right. I mean, I think for me, I, I like we talked about Aztec last week, Macaroon Nut mm-hmm. Brown. It's a little different 
flavor for it, but just a straight brown, it's it's really, really good. I could drink that all autumn and winter. Yeah. And I have. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have. Because that we that's, had that in the that kegerator. Yeah, right. and you do have it in the kegerator, so that's something to say. You know you know a beer's made it if uh if it's if it's, it's made the kegerator. Yeah, that's right. Huh? <laughs> because that's a commitment. That is. Uh, and so let's try it. let's compare this to the hazy. I'm intrigued by. So they just 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 producing this for the summertime. It'd probably that's, be like similar to what they did with the the Mexican lager. Well, I'm sure if it, there's enough of an interest, that's then it, right. It becomes a permanent. That, that's what happened with that, that with their Mexican lager. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Cheers! Oh, cheers! Cheers! Salud. Cheers! Ooh, I can smell it already. It does have more oh, more yeah. aroma than the uh, 394, doesn't it? That's good though. So it's just three ninety four hazy, hazy, That's hazy the pale distinction. Hmm. That's good. That's pretty solid. That's very good. Well, if you're in a, it kind of almost has that unfiltered look to yeah. it, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Everybody can. It's see not that the around. clearest looking yeah. beer. Yeah. For those of you not watching. Yeah. That's why they call it hazy. <laughs> yeah. It is hazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> now. If you're in a restaurant and they've got the 394 and 394 hazy, maybe you need a couple more sips to decide which one are you ordering. Uh, I'm going. I'm traditional. I'm going to go with the, with the regular, but that's my call. I give my vote too. Yeah, I'm going straight 394. Yep. This I, is good, but boy, you're, but you're already dealing with a beer that's just as good as you can make a, a pale ale. It's hard to beat the original. I don't want to call it a gimmick. It's not. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's just not a gimmick. style because yeah, the hazies are very and popular and in San Diego. Right now, everything's hazy. This hazy yeah. IPA. Hazy. And Ale Smith told me. I talking to him yesterday. They said they're going back. I said, "What are the plans for the summer?" And the plans are IPA, IPA, IPA. They said that's what the that's what the community so wants. Right. That's the tourist yeah, the uh, industry is want. wants, and and they're they're doing all kinds of crazy IPA stuff this summer. So. so. Well, and, but then they also do, like I said, one one of my favorite beers there is uh, the their Sublime Mexican Lager. Yes. And uh, that one's really cool. They actually did it in conjunction with the with the band Sublime. And they did that, I want to say... Did they? Is that right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. In fact, if you look at the logo that they have, it's it's the, it's the it's similar to the logo from that Sublime album. And um, so it came out, and uh, I want to say about two years ago, I think, was the first time, maybe three years ago, that was the first time I had it. <laughs> and it was just going to be a, a limited release. And then they said it was so popular, and and then you know everybody enjoyed it that they've made it now you know part of their permanent uh, beer. So uh, I would highly recommend that, and we'll get into that more when we can talk about our our, our our favorite Mexican lagers. But it's one of my favorite Mexican lagers here locally. You know, I hope that they go the same way with their Mount Crushmore. They did not have that yesterday. Yeah. I wanted to bring some of that to share with the team. But that Mount Crushmore is is another favorite of. Um, You've talked a lot about that one. Yeah. I heard you yeah. talk about that one. Yeah, that and then, and then what and is then, it? It's an IPA. It's, it, it's a. Uh, it, I don't know if it's a session IPA or a pale ale, it. but it it's it not it doesn't taste like the three ninety four, and it, it's a little lighter, and really drinkable. Yeah, it's oh. a summertime. It's, it's named appropriately. Yeah, Crushmore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were there yesterday. We tried it. We tried some new stuff. Yeah, they had the coconut rays Hell's Lager. Hellas Lager, that yeah, that, that, that was, was that was pretty good. Had better good. like coconut. Though. It did. You had some coconut. It definitely <laughs> had coconut flavor to it. We tried the their milkshake IPA, which I thought was uh, was pretty good. The Moonlight Peach uh, was 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 a decent one as well. Um, the other one I thought that was really interesting is they it was called with the Cocoa Fluff, and it was uh, a milk stout. 
And I was, it, it, if you like chocolate, um, mm. that's one to try. Because I would say, there's not too many things. I'm a big chocolate guy, but this one was very, very chocolate. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not, oh, um, I gotta take notes it was uh, called the Cocoa Fluff. Yeah, so if you want to check that. it out, it's a milk stout. And, and like I said, it, it, it was like when, uh, when you're a kid and you left the, the stuff in the milk, the milk that was that left at the bottom of the bowl of your cocoa puffs, um, it was like that, and then double that for the mm-hmm. amount of the chocolate. And, wow! And uh, so that was that was an interesting one as well yesterday. But uh, it, all in all, like I said, Ellsmith never fails. It's a great mm-hmm. brewery. Uh, Outside my favorites yesterday, we had the English Best Bitter, yeah, which had been out of production for a long time, and, and they are remaking it this summer. And that, that was my favorite yesterday. Yeah. It was the English Best Bitter. So we, we had a great time at Ellsmith as we always do, and we knew we needed lunch, so Got we knew we'd there. start there. And we headed over to McKellar Brewing, yeah, which is connected to Ale Smith. They seem to be, uh, I mean, from the, the the fact that McKellar is in Ale Smith's original facility, to uh, employees that that have you know um, worked at, at at both and and collaborations that they've had, mm-hmm. um, they kind of go. I won't say they're hand in hand, but they they uh, they definitely have had a big influence on on uh, McKellar. So. And McKellar's idea is to take the best of, of European brewing, best of SoCal, and then try to push the boundaries of yeah. what what beer is. And they do they have some wacky stuff. They do have some interesting <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so they also have some delicious and stuff. They do, yeah. And I think we had discussed last time that interesting <laughs> isn't always a yeah, compliment. Yeah, but it's a cool place. It's got a cool vibe. I I, I really like their artwork. It's very kind of it's got a colorful artwork all around, mm-hmm. and their logo is really unique. It's kind of got a cartoony. There's something kind of fun about pulling into the old Alesmith spot yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a neat, it's a neat. Alesmith stayed in that tiny spot for for a long right, time. A long time. Right. So I brought a little something from McKellar, and Jeff, I don't know where I where you're going to land on this one. And this is a beer that I would is normally the, turn my nose to the raspberry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing tasters, That's right. which talked me into it. Yeah. And this is everything I would not ordinarily get in a beer. <laughs> it's a Berliner style vice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe's smiling. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom's yeah. nodding yes, and uh. Jeff and I are kind of shivering in our our uh, flip flops. Uh, b- brewed with raspberries and coffee. Ooh, taste of two worlds there. That's right, yeah. and uh, it's got. This is everything that shouldn't be put together. Also, not only should this not be in beer, Raz- yeah. and not only it doesn't look like beer. Joe, can you describe that? Yeah, it's the- a peach pink color. Looks like a hazy grapefruit. It's a hazy grapefruit. Is a great. <laughs> I would say it's a hazy exactly. grapefruit. It's a good call. And Jeff. coffee and raspberry. Cosmic, yeah. So. Weiss. Yeah. I'm, cheers. Cheers. Salute. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm a little scared too. <laughs> no, I gave you a very small pour. Smell it. I appreciate that. If you look around and check, take a look at Jeff's pour yeah, compared to the rest of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you anticipated that, right? There's plenty more here if you want it. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It's, it's actually surprisingly <laughs> enough, very good, very tasty. I think the this is uh, my favorite the, beer that they make. The, the sour wow. part of it um, gets rid of the the coffee the coffee taste, which to me is everything works together and yeah. it shouldn't. And it, it's called raspberry red, blush. Ras- yeah, raspberry blush. That's it's a that is surprisingly good. I think yeah. it, I think that's, that's I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That that was my favorite beer yesterday. They talked me into trying that when I was getting my tasters. They said, "No, you have to try this yeah. one." I said, "No, my, I." I'll pass. Extra yeah. cheers to you, Tom. One <laughs> for the team. One for the team, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of us, boys. Yeah. Yeah, you won't yeah, see me bring really a sour good. to the game very often. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. But this isn't a pucker up sour. No. No, it's not. Over. No, it's not. Not yeah. at all. Uh, 
But Jeff, there's more. Think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're feeling a little, I'll have a little more. Now that you, yes. if you'd like a, a normal yes. size, yes. Yes. No. I think, so, I, think I think Jeff might be right there. The coffee may have neutralized the sour there. I think it's kind of they work, they neutralize each other, which is good. And that's a unique. And it is definitely. I'm sure that's a unique for you as well. Definitely, yeah. oh, I'm sure it is. So we had a good time over at McKellar. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they have some different things they've done with fruit, with orange juice. Um, their Sage Magician IPA, that's a tasty, juicy IPA. It's not overboard with the hops. Yeah. I like they have a good Pilsner, California Dreamer, or a Dream, mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a good Pilsner. Um, but they, they have all the, you know, they have, you can go there, they have good IPAs, they have good, uh, um, they, they have a pale ale that's, that's pretty decent as well. Um, good stout. But I said so I think I think their thing too. You, you can tell that they're their unique stuff is which is which is really neat because a, a lot of them aren't, aren't doing it. So I mean, there's beers in there that I'm not and not always going to be a fan of, but you can tell when they're really good. Yeah, they're well made. Right. Yeah. yeah there's nothing funky about you. Just going okay. This brewer knows what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. So that was McKellar. Uh, put that in our drive for five through Biramar. And then uh, we go into. Uh, Duckfoot. Duckfoot. All right. And Duckfoot Brewing. Now, this is a place we've also been to many times. I think it's actually the interesting thing to me about Duckfoot. It was one that I think we went down there to go to somewhere else, and uh, it wasn't there. And we said, well, we'll try this Duckfoot. And we walked in there, and, and their, their beers were great. And uh, it's, uh, you know, not a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, not a huge place, but it's a decent size. It's got lots of seating and stuff mm -hmm. in there. And, uh, um, but their beers are all pretty good. And I think... What is really unique about them is they do uh, gluten-reduced beers, and I, I believe they're one of the only oh, right. places that it, it, that all of their beers are gluten-reduced, which is um, uh, is pretty interesting. Susie met us. Yeah. Susie uh, met us at Duckfoot, went over some of their backstory, which is very interesting, and uh, told us that it's run by two uh, transplants from New York City, from Correct. New yeah. York, not from New York, York City. Yeah. And that they wanted to do the gluten free and duck. We didn't know where the term duck foot and the whole duck logo came from. It was uh, from snowboarding. Snowboarding, exactly. So they said that's why they kind of have like that snowboarding. I would say skateboarding theme. Mm -hmm. You can see it in a lot of their names. It's a snowboarding stance, so that's what duck foot is. Um, they opened up. Uh, actually, I think they're going to be coming up on four years here at the end of uh, July, seven twenty-seven. Uh, they'll celebrate their four-year anniversary. So. Um, they've, uh, they've, I think they've done really well in those four years. And it was interesting from last time I was there, they changed their two big beers. They have the, the, the contender West coast IPA. They actually changed up that recipe, changed the name on it, uh, to hop them, sock them. Joe, Joe liked the raspberry blush so much. He just, just finished the, he just finished the can. <laughs> Nobody's seen. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> no, that was what that sound was right there. He, 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 he just, heard that. Okay. He was curious. So, sorry. Sorry. Right, sorry. 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 Well, I really like that hop em, sock em. That, that was a tasty yeah. IPA. Yeah. And we tried their hazy pale ale, the old bro. Old bro, which I thought was really good as well. I thought they had some really cool, too, their whole logo designed for that on their cans. That they've got all these uh, uh, skateboarders from the, the late 70s, 80s, which is the time when we grew up as well, that were up right. from the, the North County area and stuff. And they have pictures of those guys on their cans, which was kind of a cool thing. Um, I thought that they did was a goofy regular. That's another uh, one of their core beers, yeah. Hazy IPA. That was a, a really, really good one as well. Well, the Goofy's um, their their normal IPA, and then the, the Goofy regular Hazy was their. Yeah, the Hazy we tried summer. yesterday. Yeah. So and then uh, 
If you're left-handed, do you like it more? Oh, uh, we know. didn't bring any circus freaks no. with us. Yeah, so that's true. Sure. I didn't point. go with you. That's right. <laughs> that's a good point. I, I would say that um, my my Where favorite my favorite beer from yesterday uh, was they had a dry hop blonde, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was uh, it was really good. It was unique. I mean, I've I've had some pretty good dry hop. Yeah, that was what, African I, Queen hops. Yeah, yeah, African Queen hop. I thought that was really really good. Um, and then you know one of my favorite beers there. Is uh, and I think it's got one of the coolest names of, of any any beer around. Is it's drink this or or the uh, the bees will die. What a great name! And uh, and actually, they were saying that part of any any proceeds that they make off that beer, that some of it they donate to uh, Planet B to help try and save mm-hmm. the bees. Right. And and it's made with local honey. Um, they and, switch up the honey. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and they try to make it with local honey and that kind of stuff. But it's it's definitely one of my favorite beers there. And just like I said, what a cool name. Um, hey, you're in luck. Guess what I oh, what I have here? Oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise! Hey, have you had this? Tom, have you you're had this? Saving the beers. Yes, I have. So, Tom got they, back into the uh, 394. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's here. It, it's here right, and it's, it's open. Here, that's yeah, right. I'm not going to let that go. Yeah, we can't let How silly would we feel if yes. we're pouring beers out down the I mean, sink at the end of the night? That's right. Yeah. Especially that. I would go back to our pro anti. We were anti wasting beer. Yeah. That's right. We were pro beer, but anti wasting. That's right. Anti beer wasting. There's no beer wasting. All right. So let me save the Save the bees. Drink this. All right. Have you had this, Tom? I have. This is my wife's favorite beer. It's very... I think Callie Creamen's probably right there, if too. You, if you like honey. She loves this. I'm just going to set the, uh, the other thing that rest came... of it right next to Joe. Yeah. Since... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the quality of the production is going to be by the end of this podcast, yeah, but it's, it's definitely going to... I, yeah. I would say it's going to increase. Yeah, that's true. In our obvious. minds, it will be better. So here we go. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to the bees. Drink this quick. Speaking bees are dying. <laughs> And <laughs> she reaches for the balance of the beer. Yeah, someone came for the rest of that beer. Yes. So that's very good. That so. was the fixer. That's right. The fixer just left with all of uh, our director of ethical behavior. Yes. Came and, in and took away the rest of the beer. Stole the beer, yeah. Yes. So um, they uh, they also have a, a, a lot of these breweries have second locations, um, but Duckfoot has a second location um, right by Petco. Um, and you can get food at that location in their East Lake Village and stuff like that. So if you're down here for a, a game, you know, watch the Padres play. Um, they actually have um, this beer in at Petco Park too. Now, which is really so cool. they just they just yeah. put that in, and they she were that was the last week. So that was an interesting story. She was talking about uh, Carl Strauss helping them distribute. Yeah, that, that was neat to hear that Carl. You know, some of our breweries here in San Diego are are making the big move. Um, you know, getting bought out or right. or making partnerships with the, with the uh, commercial breweries. It was interesting to hear Carl Strauss is helping little breweries distribute, uh, not yeah. only out not so to Petco gonna, but up to LA yeah, and, yeah. and hit some other markets. Yeah, so you're going to see this. I think you'll see Duckfoot now start more. You'll start seeing it in, in a lot of locations because of of that partnership with Carl Strauss. So what what kind of day do you drink this beer on? Every day. Every day. Every day. This is well, your everyday beer, right? It's a, it, you could have this in it. Like I said, if you just want a go to beer, it's a good beer with. Any yeah, I agree. Summertime, hanging out. You want to have a light beer with so some spring food? through summer you've yeah. got this and, yeah. and fall and winter you've got your well, L Smith well, it, it, like it's, it. it's like Southern California. It is. You know, well, how philanthropic are you? I mean, any day you want to save. Any time you want to save the bees, <laughs> I guess you're right. That's right. exactly true. Any day that you're not yeah. anti bee. Or yeah. if you yeah. are, we so we're, we're pro bee. Obviously, we're we are now. We're, we came we up with that. We'll add that to our our thing. We are all pro bee now. We know that. So we're pro bee. I'd like to save some for breakfast. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, Where do we so stand on sharks? 
I think we're gonna have to wait till Shark Week. Yeah. Because okay. okay. uh, yeah. you know, fair think, enough. I think it's the verdict's Are, out. As, yeah. as, as I think when we had this conversation <laughs> yesterday, you pointed out, I like sharks when I'm not in the water. <laughs> I'm not a big fan <laughs> of them when giant, I'm in the water, but yes. you have to kind of think about it a little yes. more. So it's the opposite of how I, I feel about cool. lions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sharks are cool when they're on TV. That's a good point. Good point. So we also had it at Duckfoot, and and Joe would have been there with me, but you weren't. The slow burn. yeah. Made with four different peppers. Again. Jalapenos, habaneros, oh. serrano, and Anaheim peppers, yeah, and they weren't hiding. The flavors weren't <laughs> hiding. They're, it wasn't hot. It, no, it wasn't hot, but, but it was peppery. Yeah, yeah, not not my favorite peppers. But I, I think I. What if you had a cold? That would actually be good. It would clear you up. Yeah, it would definitely clear you up. Maybe that's something to try next time. That next next time I have some medicine, and um, yeah, it's good. Well, you know what? Going back to our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson said. Beer, if drunk in moderation, softens the temper, cheers the spirit, and promotes health. <laughs> I think that that would help. Can you? T- can, hey, can we send that to my doctor? Yeah, I, I met with him last I, week. I actually, I might. He have had that. some issues with my. Uh, well, I guess what they call in the medical field a weight problem. Oh, did you not tell him that you're getting I in shape? I uh, think that was Chris Farley had said that. You're getting in shape? That round is a shape? <laughs> yes. Come on. He went through my diet with me and suggested that cutting down on beer might be a, an idea. Did you, did you give <laughs> him, Not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Did you give him a sticker for the podcast? <laughs> said, do you know what I do? <laughs> do you even know me? Yeah, so. I think it's time for a second opinion. I think you look fabulous. So cheers the spirit and promote. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cheers the spirit and promotes health. I couldn't, I couldn't be more of a believer in that. Exactly. So, all right, let's finish up this. Right. Uh, so, where are we heading next? Wonderful, honey. Sailing honey. You tell me. You were there. Uh, I would say let's head over to. Do you want to go to Little Miss Brewing? Yes. Yeah, Little Miss Brewing. I thought to me, first of all, was probably the most unique place we went to yesterday. Because uh, it was, it was. It took us a little bit of driving around the industrial park. You had to go all the way around to the back, and then it felt like we uh, we walked into um, we walked into a working brewery, and you just kind of sat down in the middle of the working brewery, and they worked and moved stuff around <laughs> you and everything else. And I felt like I was on the set of Mash. Yeah, it, it was very much. Yeah, the setup was very <laughs> similar. In fact, yeah, match. they actually had wow. picture. Of it's got a World War II theme, and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's. Is there a still in the corner? I'm yeah. not sure if it's supposed to look like a bunker but or it, just but it looked like, like a bunker. But it just felt like a bunker. <laughs> I and felt the guys, like it was in a bunker. The, the people working there, kind of the way they were dressed, felt mm-hmm. like yeah, they were on you know on a on a, the set of mash. But uh, then then we had the beers, and again, I would say going in, expectations were pretty low, but the beers were great. Well, and you, I, you guys validated that. Yeah, so I think night, we, we really I was toasting your drinks yesterday. Yeah. The the plethora of drinks that you yeah. had yesterday, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 we, we just did our due diligence. We're just doing our due. Like I said, we make we make sacrifices. You took lots of pictures of the covers of the beers, but then you also, I think, on a whole, gave that all those beers the highest marks of all the breweries you were at yesterday. Yeah. Well, a lot of them, I would say, like like Ale Smith and 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 Duckfoot, we we didn't try beers that we already knew we really liked. So I think mean, that might have skewed results a little bit on it, but I would say I, I was very pleasantly surprised with, with uh, this place and I thought their beer, I mean, we actually, we bought a couple, so you can buy pint glasses. It was, I was laughing as we walked out of there because they, they pour them into a mason jar. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, yeah, love, so I, have I two, love the mason yeah, jar. Yeah, you walk out with a mason yeah. jar. So And producer Joe's giving us the uh, drink some beer sign. Yeah. yeah that's uh, right. He's oh, waving oh. the clock at me. So <laughs> here we got two beers from Little Miss mm. Brewing. First we have their Dessert Fox which I insist on calling Desert Fox for about 10 minutes with multiple corrections by Jeff. Um, but they're Desert Fox, orange, <laughs> and vanilla wheat beer. Yeah. 
And a mystery glass has shown up for a taste. And the fixture is back for her taste. <laughs> but yeah, this was the first one I tried there. And, yeah, we, were, uh, like we, we, we knew we had to bring this one we, for we, Tom. We, we took it. It's called the, the Dessert Fox. It's uh, oh, with orange oh, and vanilla. So they have a Dessert Fox, which is a wheat ale, and then they put some orange and vanilla on this. Um, but like I said, when you're originally sitting down in there and you're looking at it, you're going, oh, I don't know about this. And then take your first sip and you're like, wow, this okay. is really, really good. So. Do you remember Bang the Drum called themselves a, was it a nano brewery? Yeah, this, nano brewery. Would you describe Well, you know, it's interesting. Or? I would have said initially, yeah, this was somewhat of a nano brewery, but then I was, we kind of went back and we got back and we looked at it and they actually have some other venues. Okay. So I'm thinking this might be their primarily their brewery facilities, but they have uh, they have some other locations. So you'd have to go visit those to kind of all see. Right. But, all right, cheers. cheers. A little miss. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, oh, there's nothing more exciting wow. than hearing us clink glasses yeah, yeah. and then waiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting. waiting. Our, our, so our, hopefully you've uh, opened but, uh, up one of your own favorite beers. So, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah, so I told you it's a great. I mean, wow. I mean, I have that beer. This is Isn't a that is this is like like incredible. I I'm still looking for that beer that that was like the Orange Julius. You know, yes. when you were a kid at the mall and you go to the Orange Julius and you get the Orange Julius. This is one of the closest ones good. that I've had to that Orange Julius taste. So, wow, and wow. I talked last week about the the mix between the Blood Orange yeah. IPA by Lad Two Thirty Three and yeah. and um, Mother Earth's Kelly Creaming. This is this kind of blends this, it. This oh. yeah, is what it tasted like. So yeah, good. so I don't. Yeah, I, to go back to your question about the nano brewery versus microbrewery, I, you know, I'm not really sure what the exact definition. Probably should do a little more research on that one. But uh, um, from their facility standpoint, I would say if you're just talking about that one, it was it was very small. But the fact that they have multiple locations, you know, it it, it means to me that they're probably more in that microbrewery. Yeah, that makes sense. So that is but I haven't very seen light. I haven't seen it yet on tap anywhere. I mean, that's part of it too to me now. I've seen their bit. blonde. I've Have you seen their blonde? Yeah, so, the yeah, rib, so that blonde deal. Start going to some of the tap houses and stuff. I'll, I'll, well, now I'll start looking for it too. And I think um, Bang the Drum's brew capacity was like lots five more. kegs. Yeah, or yeah, something, and I, yeah so. Bang, I, I've been to Bang <laughs> the Drum, which is in San Luis Obispo, and uh, um, it, it it's definitely. I think it's sub ten. Yeah, it's it's very small brew capacity. Yeah, it's like basically they're just they're brewing one. Yeah, they brew one keg. Let's finish it, then we brew another batch. We rolled in there with our PGW bus. This was definitely bigger than that. This one, this one was a bigger barrel system. I want to say they had like five to six barrels. Wow. So and then and then it was interesting because the other one we had there. So I had let's hear. I'm looking here my notes from yesterday. So Riveter Blondale, which was another one that was really good, super smooth Blondale. We had the the POW Pale Ale, which I I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of it. It had too much of that kind of like that piney resin yes. taste of it. I thought I agree. like I like where you just had three ninety four, where it still had that kind of that smooth taste at the end of it. I don't think that I think so. That's something trip to yeah. It didn't have that crisp ending. Yeah, that crisp ending. Um, but then the other one I think that we brought back, which is called uh, Wartime Chocolate Cake, uh, was an English porter, and yes. it also is uh, is very very tasty. So we'll try a little bit of that too. Although opening a mason can does not have quite the same effect yeah, as yeah, popping yeah, a yeah, can or everyone listen. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but again, That's I was like, happening. I, I was oh, not that right. we would ever condone things like road slice pop of cake. that kind of stuff. But slice just, of birthday cake for America. I just thought how funny it was that you're walking out with mason jars filled with their beer. That's yeah. their pints to go. Yeah. 
That one did have it was a it was a good getting ready for Fourth of July brewery though. Yes, it was. You know? oh, most definitely had all the World War II propaganda posters. Oh, and I, I would I would recommend anybody go down there because from an ambiance standpoint, it had some of the best ambiance and it was just it was there was so much to look at and it was <laughs> unique. But it was but it was funny because like you honestly, if you took the wrong step coming out of there, we were joking as the sobriety test because if you didn't turn right, you were going off the end of the the loading dock and you were dropping yeah, like yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. it was you were in the middle of the thick of it. So all hey, right, here we go. Cheers. So this is what is this? Uh, Wartime chocolate cake. So, a six percent porter six by Little Miss porter. Brewing. Yeah. Well, that's that's really, and that's I see why we brought tasty. some of that home. That's very yeah. tasty as well. Well, we haven't really hit too many porters. That was one thing we actually commented yesterday as we were looking for a good porter or stout, and we, we weren't finding it initially. We tried some. And, yeah, we did try some. Are you, are you becoming a stout fan? Well, I've always liked stouts. I've always liked stouts and porter. My issue Just is without the coffee. When they throw chocolate in there, why would you ruin a good stout with, cho- uh, okay. with coffee in there? Coffee, so, yeah. Yeah. You like chocolate. I'm good with chocolate. Never mind. Not good yes. with coffee. So. Yeah, it's the coffee. You know, coffee stunts your growth. And I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for my next growth spurt. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's coming. coming. I, I, it's coming. It's coming. So keep measuring. Yeah, keep measuring. So, but that was Little Miss Brewing. Like I said, really cool place. I'm glad we kind of lucked in on that one. That was one of the ones at the end of the day where we said, "Hey, should we hit, should we head there?" And we like we did, and it was ended up being a really good call. So, and then uh, I would say the last one finished the day up at. Um, Pure Project, which to me was uh, another, I would say, pretty small brewery. Um, that may be your nano right there. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, from a nano <laughs> side, I mean, obviously, we couldn't see there from a facility like what their brewing capacity was, but it was pretty small. Um, but what a cool atmosphere. Very, uh, I, I kind of made the joke, and it was funny, the late, uh, I said, hey, this has a super Costa Rica vibe to it. Um, and uh, the lady, the lady, we were speaking to the woman there, and Shana, Shana, that's right. And she said, "Oh, that's funny because we actually started in Costa Rica, and uh, so they started in Costa Rica, and their whole goal was all sustainability, and um, you know, and they were saying that because of the issues with water and waste management there, that they couldn't really be viable in Costa Rica, so they moved up here um, and, and started there. So um, really cool focus on." Sustainability, super nice people there. Actually, it's pretty funny. It's one of the only places I've ever been to, only brewery I've ever been to where they. You okay, Joe? <laughs> so the only, that was good, no. Yeah, it was good. That was good. Uh, that was the English. I'm fine. <laughs> it was the only brewery I've ever been to where they actually they actually brought water to our tables. Uh, oh, you know, they uh, were Johnny on the spot. Yeah, they were the like. I mean, I felt like I was at a high end restaurant with that, so that was pretty good. But uh, they were in training. They were. Shana no, they had, right. had training. Train. She had three in training, right. and that's right. And apparently, so. for, uh, the first piece of advice was never let anyone's water glass, Got glass yeah. get out we, like, empty. We, yeah, it was like being at a the high glasses. But, so very cool. And Ooh. and then in, in talking with her, um, you know, just their plan and their goal of trying to be sustainability using all organic uh, products. They, what was it? They said that the only thing that they weren't able to use that was organic was, was it the hops? Hops. Yeah, or the hops because they don't, there aren't any organic hops, but... Well, there are organic hops, but not at the quality. The quality that they level. Want that's right. Their, that's what they said. The quality, and, and you could tell their beers were their really beer, high quality. Again, very for for a small brewery, um, beers were fantastic. I don't know that I had a bad beer there. And, and they said they didn't stay in Costa Rica, Rica because of the water issues. Like, right, right. Was way like, too much work. Yeah, in terms of the ma- so, the management, the waste right. management, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, we tried a tried a bunch of their beers, and and again, I think. Along the theme of today, they had, uh, what was that, the Keep America Dank? The American, Keep America Dank. Yeah, America. American IPA. A-M-U-R-K-A. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite IPAs I think I've had in a long time. The Citra or, Mosaic. Yeah, it had the, had the Mosaic Hops. Um, Another hazy. Oh, they call it a murky there. Yeah, murky. murky. Yeah, murky. Mm-hmm. That was a murka. 
Uh, but I thought that was that was fantastic. Um, they, you know, like I say, every beer that I tried there, I think was really was real pretty tasty. Um, I think my favorite uh, was the Sunset Crush, which I think we have. Luckily, wow, surprisingly, what do you we, know? Have, we have some. We got a crowler before we left, and this will be a. So this is their vanilla cream, which is a, one of their core beers. But then they mix it with different fruits throughout the season based on what fruits are in excess because they don't want any waste. So they have a, a organic farm, JR Organics, yeah. uh, that they work with. And they just say, what fruit do you have excess of? And then they buy that up. For this, they had 5,000 pounds of extra strawberry that they used for making the Sunset Crush Strawberry Vanilla Cream Edition. Yeah. It's, and... This time we knew what we were doing. We finished with the dessert beer. Yes, we yes. did. Yeah. Chocolate cake and then strawberry yeah, cream. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I said I think the biggest thing I, I, I when you guys first get this one. So Tom, wait to get smell a little it. this. Just smell it because it smells just like a strawberry milkshake. I mean, it's it's a big pour. Well, we're at the wow. end. Of, we're yeah, at yeah, the end of the night. Very, very pour. generous pour there, and bartender. And their crowlers are crowler. enormous. Yeah. And everyone has a driver home. So let's, uh, you seem puzzled there. What's I that? You seem puzzled I thought, there. I thought it was going to spill over and I didn't want to lose any of this. So, yes. like I said, it's strawberry this milkshake. 5.8%? Uh, I'll give or take. Yeah, it's 5.8%. That's, yeah. That's like, um, it tastes a little bit like the legacy, um, the strawberry. It's bomb, better, but I think it's actually better. I it agree. is better. Yeah, it's it's so crisp. I, I, that was the thing I liked about all their beers. Is every beer was just crisp and um, just good finish, right? There wasn't those those aftertastes yeah, or, or or that kind of stuff. So again, for a smaller brewery, really impressed with it. I was excited because the in talking to to her, she was saying that they're looking to expand. Um, and, I, and I heard that there's uh, they maybe come up to Carlsbad, so that'd be really cool. They come oh, right into our neck of the woods. Yeah, it says on their website too yeah. that they've got a Carl, plans for Carlsbad. Carlsbad. What do you so, think, Tom? This is kind of like the Ruby Red from McMinimum. Uh, if it was little, loaded little. up with some strawberry, right? So yeah, it's very very good. Very good. Good stuff. All right. All right. So, uh, and that kind of concluded our, like I said, we, we're going to head back for uh, flight two at some point to BRMR because we know uh, many, many breweries that we uh, still need to hit and talk about. Um, and, and like I said, that'll be coming up soon. Yeah. And uh, to finish up our 4th of July, a famous Benjamin Franklin quote I found out he actually never said, beer is proof that God wants us to be happy. He never said that. Yeah. <laughs> said something to that effect about wine in a letter to a French friend. Well, we uh, know that that's not true. But he did say, there cannot be good living where there is not good drinking. And as far as beer goes, in wine there's wisdom, in beer there is freedom, in water there's bacteria. So thank you, uh, Benny. Thank you. Thank you. Ben Franklin. Thank you, Ben so, Franklin. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for coming thanks out. For, and Thanks for listening. To, uh, cheers. Cheers. And, and good have night. a happy uh, 4th of July. Happy 4th and, uh, of July. Let's go America. <laughs>